Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? NFL training camp is underway, and we'll preview some of the ways you can get your football news, including a deep dive into ESPN's new offerings with analysts Dan Orlovsky and Marcus Spears. The season's on target to start two weeks from Thursday on September 10th as the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs host the Houston Texans. That game will be on NBC. And this Monday, August 24th, the network streaming service Peacock welcomes NBCSN's PFT Live with Mike Florio at 7 a.m. Eastern, with PFT PM joining the NBC Sports on Peacock schedule in September at 6 p.m. Eastern. Last week, NFL Network expanded its inside training camp live from two hours to six hours a day, Monday through Friday, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern, through Friday, September 4th. Live reports from around the team's regular season training facilities feature interviews with players and coaches and analysis from former players, head coaches, and front office executives. In addition, NFL Total Access expanded to two hours, starting each evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. ESPN is revamping its NFL roster from game to studio production. Last week, it officially announced that new Monday Night Football producer Phil Dean will have a new broadcast team with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Louis Riddick, who will call the second game of the network's MNF doubleheader on September 14th, the Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. The first game, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants, will feature ESPN's top college football broadcast team, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. And on Monday, August 24th, a new era begins on ESPN as NFL Live, the network's year-round weekday NFL news and information show, relaunches with new host Laura Rutledge and a consistent roster of daily analysts, including Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Keyshawn Johnson, and Mina Kimes, who moves from hosting the ESPN Daily podcast into a new NFL analyst role. On Fridays, Ryan Clark will join the show. ESPN's NFL reporters, insiders, and newsbreakers Jeff Darlington, Dan Graziano, Kimberly A. Martin, Chris Mortensen, Louis Riddick, Diana Rossini, Adam Schefter, Field Yates, and others will contribute as well. Rutledge will continue hosting the SEC Network's Saturday college football pregame show, SEC Nation, while Johnson joins Zubin Mahenti and Jason Williams as a co-host on ESPN Radio's new morning show, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Johnson, Kimes, Orlovsky, and Spears also can be seen on Get Up, SportsCenter, First Take, and more. Spears won a national championship at LSU before enjoying a nine-year NFL career as a defensive end. Orlovsky, a UConn grad who played quarterback for 12 years in the league, says he and Spears have a long history and look forward to working together on NFL Live. Something that maybe not a lot of people know is Marcus and I came out of school the same year. We were in the same draft class, so... We spent a lot of just interaction together, senior bowl, um, combines, all that stuff. So I've known Marcus for a long time. And uh, Marcus quickly became somebody that, you know, I was friendly with when we played. But then when we started to kind of work together over the last 18 months, he was someone that I automatically just clicked with because I appreciated his intellect, his energy, his enthusiasm, but also the ability to go after him and uh, challenge some of the things he said. No, he wouldn't take it personal. And then I think quickly he realized 
um, I was the same way, that Marcus could challenge the things that I was saying, and it forces both to be better. Spears gives as good as he gets from Orlovsky and gives credit to his production team for remaking the show that debuted in 1998. As you guys can see, uh, probably next year we're going to have to up NFL out of two hours, so I'll have a few minutes to talk while the show's going on. Um, because Dan is long-winded, and that's what he's going to do anyway. <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, I think I think it's just the excitement level uh, that that everybody has around the show. And, and listen, we all know television. You all um, work in this business. You know you're as good as the people that are behind the scenes. And I think sometimes that, that gets a little lost when the analysts are out front and we're on television. Um, and obviously we take – the negativity more, um, but we also take the uh, credit more for when things work out. So um, we have an amazing team um, that, that won't be on, on screen supporting us, and I think that's the most important thing in my time in television. I've learned that you're only as good as the people that don't show up on television, and uh, we feel like we put a great team together between Seth Markman and Mike Canby. Um, those two guys running point, lead fitting as well, running point on getting everything situated and set up. I think everybody's in a, in a good spot. Drafted by Dallas, Spears played with Johnson on the Cowboys and shares the role the veteran wide receiver and author of Just Give Me the Damn Ball will play on the show. I played with Key in Dallas. Um, I've been knowing Keyshawn for a long time. He was one of the wildly vets when I was playing with the Cowboys. Um, a lot of knowledge. Uh, a lot of outspokenness. I think Keyshawn embodies uh, the ability to have freedom in your in, in analyzing football and, and what you say. Yeah, provocative sometimes. People won't agree with you, um, but at times that's what the job calls for. Spears also praises Ivy League-educated Kimes and says he lobbied for his SEC Nation host Rutledge to lead the NFL Live team as well. He was summa cum laude at Yale. Something in my wildest. It's easier to get drafted in the NFL than to be summa cum laude at Yale. Um, and then her football acumen, um, it, it does not need to be asked about. It doesn't need to be probed. It's, some, it's one of those things where people have a natural knack for what they do, and that's how I would describe uh, Mina. She's, she's built and born to do what she's going to be doing, and that's breaking down NFL football in a in a way that, that people, I think, are going to enjoy more than they already know. And then Laura and I have been working together since my inception in television over at SEC Network. Uh, I've never seen her flustered. I've never seen her in a role she didn't master and have the ability to be great at. So um, her leading the way and hosting is something that I pushed for. I want it to happen badly because of just the comfort level, but also knowing – how good and um and also how much she can challenge analysts on a television show to get it get the best out of them. Former signal caller Orlovsky analyzes the dynamics of his new team like he breaks down plays on social media and suggests we'll see more of those play breakdowns on NFL Live. We've got to figure out the vibe of our show, but it's definitely going to be young and it's definitely going to be vibrant. Um, we've got to figure out kind of our personalities. We, we know a little bit about them, you know, how they're going to work together, but our friendships are real, our interactions are real, and that's probably going to be the centerpiece of what we're going to do. We've got to 
um, challenge the way people think. We've got to have the conversations that other people aren't ha- having. We've got to educate the viewer in ways that other people aren't doing. And that's kind of the focal point of our show. Um, we got to teach people, and people got to get to know us and know football. Um, they should walk away from that show knowing us and knowing football better. We've got to make, we've got to have some uncomfortable conversations. Uh, when it comes to, I think this, I don't see it that way. And that really is when people start to learn. We've got to make people's 40 minutes worth it. You know, excluding commercials, we've got 38 to 40 minutes. We've got to make it, make it worth people's time. And that's, um, that's the goal. So you're going to see intensity. You'll see passion. You'll see authenticity. Um, you'll see us talking about what's going on versus what's interesting, a lot of those things. So um, there might be a breakdown or two in there from myself as well. The biggest story headed into the season will be how the league, teams, and players handle COVID-19 and how the pandemic has impacted preparation for the 2020 campaign. Spears and Orlovsky emphasize how a professional approach to playing the game will keep everyone accountable throughout the season. The league will trudge ahead. They're, they're, they are going to be intent on finishing the season. Obviously, plans, protocols have shown. We saw it in Major League Baseball. Um, you can have all of the preparation and planning you want to have, but COVID is going to reach the NFL. Players are going to come down with COVID. The NFL, I think, is going to present the information to us publicly um, that they are going to move forward and just go about either having to replace guys or um, playing without them. When you look at what Major League Baseball did, which I think is the the, the best blueprint, um, the Marlins team, obviously, they had to postpone some games. If the, if the NFL does that, um, possibly not having a chance to make up those games creates a major issue. But there's been nothing I've had conversations with with people in the league office, with people around the game and players themselves that they believe would stop the season with one caveat, if COVID runs rampant on every single team in the league. If it's isolated situation, if it's four or five guys on the team that gets it, um, yeah, that may affect that individual team depending on who those players are as far as performing on Sunday, Saturday, Thursday, whenever they play. Uh, but they are going to play. They're going to continue to play. And that's been their plan from the forefront. This was a very simple process for the NFL as well. We see in college with the Big Ten and Pac-12 already announcing that they're not going to play. And one of the issues has been there is no way to streamline the conversation about if we want to play or not. Um, unlike in professionally, you got the union, you got the commissioner and the owners, if we come up with an agreement, if we come up with protocols, we're going to play. So they plan to forge ahead uh, during the season. And to the second part of your question, I think you're going to see a lot of football that we haven't seen in a while when it comes to um, not looking good. But it won't take long. These guys are pros. There's a tremendous amount of respect for how these guys and how quickly they get back to, quote, unquote, football shape, football acumen, uh, the level of the game that they can play. Um, you feel bad for the rookies. Uh, Joe Burrow comes to mind, the, the pressure to be a starter, not having a full offseason, not actually being in the building uh, will be a, a tough road 
uh, to go forward. But listen, it is going to be, I, I believe, for the first couple weeks, we're going to see some things that, as far as execution, um, trying to make sure everybody's on the same page with new with new players on teams, uh, not the ability to go through and actually compete uh, day in, day out, not having the opportunity to go practice other teams during training camp, and obviously not having uh, a few plays in preseason to test yourself out against other teams that are throwing things at you. We may see some effects of that, but it, it won't take long for them to get going and it be NFL football like we know it. Let me let me add two things to that. I'd say, I'd say first of all, um, when it comes to the players and and can they pull it off or how will they pull it off or will they pull it off? I, I, I'd say watch Hard Knocks and listen to Sean McVay saying, you know, referencing the, the Marlins. And look at what has happened with the Twins. And I believe two of their players were caught or whatever in, in doing something outside of kind of the protocol or the, the rules that have come across with baseball. And, and they've been in trouble. They've gotten fined. And now they've, you know, their teammates have been outspoken about them letting them down. There's 32 head coaches in the NFL, and all 32 will be using those examples constantly. And so, you know, I think that everyone needs to be reminded that not everybody's perfect in the NFL, but these dudes are professionals, and they take their craft very, very prideful. And, you know, a lot of them were forced with a decision a week ago of, okay, can I play football and live in this environment that is set up for us, or do I opt out? And a lot of them know the only way to make it through this season and get their money is to avoid doing some of the things that they've done in their life in the past. So, no, they're probably not going to be able to go to big dinners during the season or the, the movie theater or a bowling alley or a club, whatever. And a lot of the guys I trust will make those decisions because – the head coaches will be constantly on top of them in regards to that. And two, they've set up the fine system. And and if you break something like that, if you get fine, found breaking a thing, a, something when it comes to the coronavirus protocol, then you're going to get fined. And three, there's a great amount of accountability in NFL locker rooms and not wanting to let each other down for a great majority of the NFL. And so that's why I trust you know, kind of them being the, able to pull that off. And the second part would be this about what kind of football we're going to see. Yes, you know, we don't have camp, and so it, it is certainly going to look, and no preseason games, it's certainly going to look different. This is also the freshest group of NFL players we've ever had. These guys have not had the burden of an, a full-off season and sometimes the wearing down of the body that starts in March, April, May, June, and coaches that push the envelope. You know, when I was in Indy, Bill Polian would not allow guys to start their offseason until May, June, because of the amount of snaps they played during the previous season because he wanted them fresh for that football season in the coming future. And so, you know, trying to look at it in a positive aspect or two, this is the freshest we will ever see these NFL football players, and that, that will pay dividends at some point in this season. That's the kind of analysis you can expect to hear from Spears and Orlovsky this fall, and we'll give Spears the last word on the lofty expectations for the new NFL Live crew. We want to be the best sports show on television. Not the best football show, not the best NFL show. We want to be the best sports show on television, 
and we know that's going to take a lot of hard work, and we know that the people behind the scenes um, are going to deserve more of the credit than what we do when we get in front of camera. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, and Radio.com. Find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and on social at Believe Podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.